0: How can you get a home when the bank says no? This podcast is dedicated to the one in 10 homeowners denied each year by the banks. Welcome to the pre-approved podcast. Bryant, welcome to the pre-approved podcast. How are you doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing well, Adam. Uh, Thanks for having me.
0: You're Welcome. Uh, we were going to go back and forth on like, what would be the best way to introduce Bryant. So I'm actually just going to let you introduce yourself, give yourself a little background for everyone listening.
1: Of course. Sure. So um, my name is Bryant Solentrop. Uh, I live in Eastern North Carolina, a little bit between Raleigh and the coast. And uh, I have a couple of businesses that I run. Um, I've, since I was in my college days, I had a a business that I ran, you know, side hustled for beer money, a little web design business and graduated from college, worked sales for a little bit. Uh, I didn't love it working for somebody else. So I kind of wanted to do my own thing. And so when I got married in 2020, I uh, moved out to North Carolina and started a little cleaning business. Um, and so I, uh, I have that, we run that. It does, uh, does pretty well, but then um you know, now I also run a virtual assistant staffing business because we use virtual assistants in that business. So a little bit of a long intro, but uh, I, I got my hands in a few different things
0: here. Um, I'm such a huge fan of entrepreneurship. It's it's so much fun, even even for myself. And we kind of have most of the people that we serve are, are typically self-employed or entrepreneurs where they're just like, you know what? I kind of tried the W2 route. You know what? It maybe just wasn't for me. So the creativity or some other stuff um, that you're getting into. So I'm, I'm eager to kind of dive into that. I got maybe a different question that you might not have been asked on a podcast before. So do you currently rent or do you own or are you doing something else?
1: So we rent right now, actually.
0: Okay. So what, what does that look like? Is that kind of like a Grant Cardone like location freedom? Is it like, we don't quite know what we want to do, but maybe, maybe just sharing a little bit. I know you said you were recently married. So what, what's kind of the, uh, the, the logic that take us, take us up to that decision?
1: Uh, well, uh, you know, as for me in my house, we will not say the Grant Cardone, uh, name. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) no, (laughs) um, he's got, he's got such a, a funny personality. Um, No, what it is, is my wife's in graduate school. She's graduating soon. We didn't know if we were gonna stay here, if we were gonna move. Uh, It sounds like we're probably gonna move this summer. And so we're gonna be looking at, you know, buying a house or renting something maybe there. Um, Eventually, I think we'd both like to own a home. Uh, But in the meantime, I have enough things to worry about besides a hot water heater breaking down with my two businesses. Um so I thought probably best to rent for now.
0: Give you some sort of stability amidst the roller coaster ride that is entrepreneurship.
1: Right. Yeah, and I love the idea of having a home and building equity, you know, and all of those things is awesome, uh but like my main way of making money is building my business, so I'm trying to focus on that.
0: Yeah, that's it's an interesting concept that i don't know that a whole lot of people they almost you know think that we're drinking the kool-aid we're like oh yeah the best investment is in yourself or back into the business where you know other people might argue it's either a 401k that you're getting a company match or invest in you know whatever um you know they're excited about it could be fantasy sports could be day trading could be you know a, a plethora of different stuff so what does that look like for you when you're saying kind of investing back into yourself or into the business is that is that a uh like, hey, I'm looking at staff. Is that look like, hey, you're looking at leveling up your own skills? Is that, um, you know, trying to get some your your hands on different capital? But maybe walk the uh, the listeners through kind of where you're at on on what you're trying to do.
1: There's a lot of different ways to grow a business, um, and usually you've got a couple of things going on. You've got the sales side, and you've got uh, the fulfillment side. So. Um, yeah in my cleaning business um we spend a good amount of money on you know lead generation um as well as like admin resources and stuff like that in many cases spending money on admin and our employees is our best investment as we grow and stuff uh but especially in our recruiting business so i that like i kind of hinted at before that virtual assistant recruiting business um, yeah tell us tell
0: us a little bit more about that if we could
1: of course yeah so i work with uh U.S. based employers that are looking for some affordable help as they're growing and scaling their business, and so we source talent from the Philippines to help them with basic admin tasks, um, and sometimes more than that. But a lot of it is uh, helping getting helping business owners get out of the weeds and focused on you know the really important things, uh, which is you know investing back in their stateside employees or you know um, growing the business, doing business development. You know when it comes to your business. There's a million admin things to do. Um, And so we help business owners find affordable help.
0: So for those individuals that are looking at this and they're like, yeah, I I would love if someone took X, Y, and Z, and you kind of lump that into admin for for someone who's kind of wondering, okay, what would an admin do? Are there like maybe five basic things? Like, is it like phone calls or is it emails? Or is it like maybe some routine tasks that that you've seen that business owners are like, Hey, this is, this is not the best, like, your your highest return on your own time um you know those are $5 an hour tasks not the $500 an hour tasks of you know creating a copyright or something like that
1: yeah that's something i see is business owners feeling like they have to do all of the tasks both the $5 an hour and the $500 an hour tasks obviously we want them focused on business development and things like that uh some of these things that virtual assistants can help you with is you know, data entry, market research, building lists that you can contact later, um, you know, just because you are the one that needs to do the cold calls, maybe for a new business, you don't have to put the list of that information together. You should be able to come to your computer and just start calling. Um, virtual assistants can help with many other things. For a lot of Businesses, they help them with their bookkeeping, right? Everyone hates doing bookkeeping for the most part, unless you're some kind of accountant CPA type, but most business owners are not that type. So uh it's good to have some admin help there. Um in our business, uh, our virtual assistants and remote help, uh, they help us with the recruiting, you know, and marketing as well. So there's so many things that they can help us with.
0: And so if if I if I kind of peel that back or go a little bit deeper there's probably, uh, you know, two different people are like, hey, like, yeah, I, I, I can see the need of this. And they might try to do it themselves. And maybe that's in, you know, like an online jobs.ph or something like that. But then someone's like, oh, I get onto there, but then I don't really know what to do. And so is that where, you know, Bryant, um, if you kind of explain like, hey, maybe maybe bridging a little bit of that gap where someone's, hey, never hired a virtual assistant before trying to figure out like, hey, how do I find someone? What's the right way of doing it? Is there you know, a screening process? And so is that, is that kind of on your virtual assistant connecting business owners with those people and, and maybe kind of softening that? Or um, I hope I'm not taking too much of a liberty, but do you want to go into that side of your business a little bit too on, on maybe the, the value proposition that you offer?
1: Of course. Yeah. So generally what we do is we do our first call with a potential client and we talk to them about whether or not a virtual assistant would be good in their business. We tell a lot of people that it probably doesn't make sense to hire a virtual assistant or to hire remote help based in the Philippines. You know, if they need uh, if they only need help for five hours a week, they should probably just do that themselves or put it on an employee that they already have. Um, But if you start to get a point where it's like, well, there's 10 or 15 hours a week of stuff I could have somebody else do, then we would say, yeah, well, let's talk about what that would look like. And so then we do another call generally, and we go through all the details of what is this job description like? What are we who is this individual we're looking for? Right. What kind of skills do they need to have? How perfect does their English need to be? Um, There's so many filters we put them through. We do a personality test, all kinds of things. Um, but yeah, for example, if it's a customer service role, then we would go and we use what we call a, um, private network of, uh, candidates and those could be paid job boards, kind of like the one you mentioned before, but there's also unpaid job boards, referral networks, social media. We have a lot of ways of generating candidates. And so after we do a job description with someone, we would go to, you know, go to that applicant pool usually we're getting about 100 applications for every role um sometimes more sometimes less depending on the skills and we weed them down so we're doing the hard work of funneling through them through doing a lot of interviews video interviews phone interviews all of that kind of stuff to make sure that they're actually the person that you're looking for and saving you that time and effort um that usually comes down to maybe three candidates at the end and we would do a final interview with the client at that point and um we would share those three candidates with them and their files. You know, Janet, Julie, and Matt. And we would go through. You know, Janet, Julie, and Matts. They would come through, and we would do an interview. And so the client would be on that call. I'm on that call, um, and we get to ask them questions, right? And from those three, we make a decision on who is the one that we really want to move forward with. And then we set them up. We tell them like, how do you pay them? How do you, you know, how do you work with them? What's the best way to communicate with them? We make a lot of software recommendations on making their life easier when they have remote help. Um, and so then we do some coaching for the client afterwards on how to work with their virtual assistant. So it's kind of like a full package to you know, get you comfortable with working with remote help and then also make sure that you're successful.
0: I like it. And the fact that you're using this in your own business as well, kind of as the, Hey, I'm, I'm doing kind of practicing what you preach on either like having someone doing some outbound, you know, reaching, or maybe it's some other admin stuff. Um, I, I really like that perspective too. I'm thinking of, of the Dan Sullivan book, the who, not how, and you're almost kind of dub- doubling that. Cause it's like, Ooh, who can I find to do this task? Well, then you're saying, well, who can I find to find someone who can, who can do this task? And because, you know, instead of trying to them go direct to the, you know, your virtual assistant, this is a way of them to even get more granular and finding, you know, an individual that can go find those individuals for them that kind of um, is an expertise in that. So I, I, I like that idea because it would it would take a lot off the business owner who's trying to figure out, OK, who, what, where, why, how and when can I do all this?
1: Absolutely. Yes, you should be, you know. Most of us are good at a few things, um, but we're not good at everything. So it's really important to uh, delegate once you can, you know, it's at the beginning, a lot of people have to start, you know, they just do everything themselves because they have to, they don't have like the funds to hire help, but um, we're kind of hitting that in-between spot where before somebody is ready to hire maybe a full U.S. admin or a full U.S. employee, you know, they could work with somebody um, at like a much more affordable rage, you know, wage um, and, you know, at least get their business to a, a point where it's growing and scaling and they're starting to make some real money.
0: Pretty cool. So I'm going to, I'm going to put a pin in that and I'm going to circle back to who your ideal customer is on who you're helping. Cause as I'm thinking about this, of the individuals, um, you know, that are listening to this, it's a lot of times it's entrepreneur entrepreneurs and like, oh maybe I could, you know, use a VA or different things, Segwaying that back into the, the rent versus owning thing. Have you tried Going and and looking at getting a mortgage, or have you kind of been like, Well, that's a year or two out, I'm not even going to look at it yet?
1: So, I have my uh fellow entrepreneurial friends who are also uh you know telling me how tough it is and miserable and uh everything to try and get a mortgage, and so I just haven't even bothered with it. Um, and we haven't really gotten to a point you know personally where it makes sense, um, because we knew we were probably moving maybe this fall, this summer, this fall. And so I was kind of waiting for my wife's W-2 to also kick in because she's finally going to be her physical therapist. And so, you know, that those wages are going to be meaningful and getting a loan. Um, For sure. Kind of what I was thinking was we would wait until then. But man, if we could get into something sooner, I would love that Um, because our lease ends in June. And uh, she doesn't start working until August. So either, you know, my plan, to be honest, has been let's go get a six month lease somewhere or a 12 month lease, because I don't want to deal with trying to get a mortgage right
0: now. For sure. Yeah. If they'll let you go month to month or different things. And, you know, the reason that we started this podcast is I I don't think any I call them different quadrants because people are on different things. Like typically people go from renting to owning, you know, maybe living with other people, like doing all all, uh, other different kinds of stuff. But I like how, from from your perspective and where you're at, like, hey, this this fits my lifestyle. Like, I don't want a water heater bill, you know, for for replacing this. Like, that that would not be a great use of Brian's time. Like, hey, how how can I, you know, call ten more clients, or how can I work on you know this part of the business that helps us out, even though like, yeah, maybe in the long term, hey, if you wanna. You know get married, have kids, do different things where it's like, yeah, I'm in a certain neighborhood or doing some different things. Like, okay, eventually that's the plan. But for people in, in different areas of their life, sometimes it's like, you know what, I just want to rent. Maybe I feel out the neighborhood. I got some friends who just moved to Florida where they're like, Yeah, I don't know if I want to buy, I just want to rent for a year and kind of go that route. But then the same sentiment um, that you heard of the entrepreneurs, because we we like to write everything off. Like we don't we don't want to show a bunch of income on taxes because we're like, ooh, I could I could go to this seminar and I could write that off because it's a personal development thing. But then on my taxes, it's going to show, you know, that that is a direct decrease, but it's kind of reinvesting in myself. Well, I go show that to the bank and they're like, well, you only made X amount and you're like, well, yeah, but kind of right. Cause it's like a gross revenue versus what you're getting taxed on. And then here in real estate, you even get further stuff like with depreciation and other stuff that you get to write off. And so I I'm totally with you on the, yeah, I just don't know if we're going to do that. And, and kind of, um, deal deal with it at a at a future scenario. So I I totally empathize with you there on it just who wants to go into the bank and then just be like, yeah, your wife's in you know graduate school and you're doing this entrepreneur thing? Like, sorry. Like nobody, nobody wants to just walk in there just to be told no.
1: Yeah, yeah. And also part of it is uh I, you know, when I grew up, I uh, I helped my dad remodel our entire house, you know, most of our house, all those kinds of things. So Part of renting is just me avoiding, um, cause you know, I would probably try and fix everything. Right. So I'd probably be like finishing a basement or something like that. And so at least this way I can't do that, but, um, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I don't want to like, to me, I just felt like trying to get approved for a mortgage right now would just kind of like be a waste of my time until I have what I need. Um, but it might be something that we need to do in the next few months anyways. So
0: Pretty cool, man. So let's let's circle back now that we've kind of anchored like, hey, your position relating with some of the audience members, because a lot of them are like, oh, either I've been denied or I think I'm going to be denied either because it's typically like my income isn't the, the, the platinum W-2 or it's like past credit stuff or it's just, you know, something weird on there. And so, you know, kind of anchoring that with some of the listeners be like, yep, they're, they're probably in, you know, some similar boats too, of like what, what they're trying to go through. And there's a bunch of creative ways to, you know, to get into homes, whether you do seller financing or stuff that you actually don't even need to prove income on. Um, but circling back to your point of like, in both the cleaning business and the VA business, do you have kind of this ideal client that you're trying to help? Or maybe some of your past customers, like on the cleaning side, is it homes? Is it businesses? Um, or is it just, you know, hiring freelancers to go out and do that. And you're kind of doing the marketing for them. And then same thing on the VA side is it's like, oh you found, you know, some doctors or maybe it's dentists or maybe it's, you know, the, the freelance, you know, somebody else that's trying to do it. Do you kind of have the people that you've, that have maybe more gravitated towards what you're doing and who you've kind of been helping out with? both on the cleaning side and the VA side? Yeah.
1: Yeah. When it comes to the cleaning business, we're only B2B, like we're we're just servicing businesses. It's more of janitorial is actually what I call it. Um, And that's just for a number of reasons. It's higher average ticket. um, It's more reliable. You recruit a different type of person to maybe go into someone's house than to someone's business. Um, So they're really, yeah, residential and commercial aren't all that similar except for the fact that they're both cleaning. Um, Cause yeah, it's, it's pretty dramatically different um, how you interact with the customer and those kinds of things, uh, payment terms, lots of stuff. But uh, part of what we do is like, we can, uh, we can handle long payment terms and those kinds of things with our commercial customers. And so that's our, one of our advantages is like we're not super cash strapped um, at the beginning. We were for sure, but now it's okay. Um, the other thing is, yeah, with the virtual assistant business, our ideal customer is someone, uh, maybe that's like more of a solopreneur, um, or a small team, right? They don't have unlimited resources. They're looking to bring on some help that is affordable and flexible. Um, so, you know, they need a full-time person they need real help, real significant help, but they're not ready to, spend sixty thousand dollars and do health insurance and do like they can't do that they just can't do that you it's really hard to do that in any business until you're at half a million dollars a year in sales a million dollars a year in sales like it's just there's not a lot of uh money you know you just there's revenue but what kind of cash flow do you have um and unless you're carrying a lot of cash flow it's hard to actually pay people in the US what you want to pay them. So in the interim, a lot of people are hiring some help elsewhere. Um, you know. And so, yeah, and what that's what I see a lot of and where we've helped people be successful. So well, it could so be so, any type of business, but uh, it's more about where they're at in that stage.
0: Sure. Well, so I I'm going to suggest something if we, I'm trying to check on the time. So we got some good time. Like it's ironic that, you know, we're probably, I've had a customer on where we we're actually customers of each other. I helped the person buy a home and the person actually did some SEO and blog writing for me. And so I was going to actually play that role. I was like, Ooh, I could probably help Brian get into a house because that's exactly what we do. Um, but at the flip side, like, Oh, we're, we fit the solo entrepreneur small business owner. And so maybe hypothetically for those that are looking at potentially hiring Brian of like, do you want to role play a little bit where it's like, okay, here at home equity partner, like, Ooh, if I had maybe, five hundred to a thousand dollars and i want somebody who's just like "Ooh, just take care of my website maybe do some like google ads or facebook ads or pay-per-click or seo all of those sem numbers that like us business owners like we hear we read about like oh yeah it's good to have seo but like we don't really know what it means but it's like oh i kind of want that um do you want to maybe um talk through like expectations of a business owners that like oh i you know i want somebody to handle the website can they either start or optimize some Google ads? Can they run some Facebook ads? Is that like you, got, you go and find like a couple of different people? You're like, ooh, perfect. Like, let's start talking about, okay, what does that look like? And is there one person that does all that stuff? And then maybe um, kind of tying that around some expectations financially, either from you or from the expectations of hiring someone virtually. Is it $500 a month? Is it a thousand? Is it $10,000? Like there's probably some sort of range. And I know it could go from a dollar to as much as you want. But is there any typical ranges that you've seen? So, kind of broke down a bunch of different scenarios there. I don't know if you want to specifically tackle one piece first, but I'll turn it over to you.
1: Sure, sure. So, when we look at hiring virtual assistants um, based in the Philippines, we tend to hire in the eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars a month range. That's for full time work. Obviously, the better their English, the better their technical skills. You, you know, we've helped people hire folks that are making as much as $1,500, $2,000 a month. Um, If they're just doing basic data entry, you know, it could be as low as $600 a month. Uh, But really that you want to be about that $1,000 a month range. In most places in the Philippines, that makes sense. Now, there's different costs of living. Are they city central? Are they rural? What, What pros and cons are there in different things going on there? So there's There's a lot to go in and look at when we approach it, you know, and that's why we help people know what they're getting. Um, That part of it's super important depending on the role. Yes. So that's why we do our job description calls. Those calls are recorded so that my, me and my team can go over those calls and make sure we understand exactly what the person's looking for and also tease out whether or not are you really looking for one individual or are you looking for a team or Is what you're looking for really available? Because it might not be, or it might be a no-brainer. So many times people send me a short list or videos and I say, yeah, of course they can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And my default is yes, they can handle it. But sometimes there are certain things that might not do quite as well. Um, But yeah, in many cases, you know, if you say like, I need help with email marketing and I need help with social media and I need help with my website, Brian, can you find somebody that can do all three of those things? Yeah. I mean, if you find the resources for them based on, you know, they're also their technical skills that they've already uh, gathered and grown in those, and also maybe giving them an online course or something like that, that they can learn from. Usually we can absolutely find that person. Um, they're working just for you. So you, you know, you have your full attention and, and they're making sure that you're t- well taken care of. Um, and that's so that's pretty really
0: impressive. I mean, when you, when it, you yeah. think about that, just from a, a maybe cost or price to value when we're thinking about taking on someone right it's like oh what's the what's the minimum starting for anybody either with the degree or some sort of post it's like oh like 30 to sixty thousand, you know depending on what kind of skill you want it could be even higher versus kind of what you just said where it's like hey you know for a thousand dollars a month you can get someone's full attention that let's just say they even work at 50 percent efficiency and, and i mean that's that's maybe being egregious but like you're are, are you still coming out you know, quite a bit ahead versus somebody and then dealing with taxes or payroll and other stuff. So that's 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 pretty inspiring.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I was one of those guys that studied economics in college. And, you know, one of the things they beat into your head is opportunity cost. And um, it's just one of those things that it's hard for business. It's really hard for business owners to wrap their head around like, what is a cost and and what is actually freeing up my time? And I just encourage every business owner to like, at least peg your time at like a hundred bucks an hour, right? Or 50 bucks an hour, absolute minimum. A lot of the things you do during the day are not, they're not worth, would you pay somebody else to do them for 50 bucks an hour? No. Then you should look at paying somebody less than that to do because you're pay, you know, what you're putting in should be at least 50 bucks an hour you know, and many of the tasks that you do, business development, you know, me hopping on this podcast, this is a great use of my time, right? But if I was responding to all the emails from people who have submitted inquiries today, I wouldn't have time to do things like this. This is a $500 an hour task. Um, but responding to those emails is probably like a $15 an hour task. And so if I'm paying somebody eight bucks an hour to do that, I'm still way making out ahead. Um, and I think that's the biggest challenge and the thing that business owners have to kind of get through their head and, and work through.
0: Fantastic. Brian, is there anything um, that we haven't talked about that you would want to talk about that we haven't got into, whether it's personal life, professional life, any advice that you're kind of given either to people trying to get into homes, people, you know, looking at the VA or, or, or you know, maybe in an entrepreneur or small business, uh, venture.
1: Yeah, I think um, I would just encourage a lot of the small business owners, the entrepreneurs out there to continue to keep the faith in what they're doing, um, you know, and challenge their assumptions for sure. Like hiring a virtual assistant definitely challenged my assumptions. I assumed I had to pay $50,000 a year for an admin person that was good. I didn't have to do that, right? We pay about a thousand bucks a month for someone that does that, right? Um, And that was life-changing for me. Um, and so challenge your assumptions, but then also just keep pushing in your business because, um, at the first it's always hard, right? The first year is so hard. And, uh, you know, I just, when I first started my uh, cleaning business, I had quit my job and our first customer we landed was $2,000 a month. I was doing the cleaning. I was doing the bookkeeping. I was doing the sales, the invoicing, everything. And we were living on like a thousand dollars a month. Um, it was hard, right? Like there wasn't a lot of like money at the end of the month. Uh, but you know, now we've, you know, we've made a lot of progress. We've seen a lot of growth and, you know, today I get hit with a $2,000 bill at the mechanic. Uh, it hurt, it was painful, you know, to get that catalytic converter replaced. But at the end of the day, it's an inconvenience because like I now have financial freedom and also, you know, just the ability to grow my income because I own my own business. Um, and so now, you know, that's been life-changing uh, for me. And so I just encourage more people to keep the faith, keep growing. It's worth it. Because um, I, I just know how hard it can be when you're 12 months in, 18 months in. Uh, so just keep pushing.
0: <laughs> I think that's great advice, Brian. That's a fantastic way to segue to the end of it with some perseverance. Keep people pushing on. Um, if people wanted to get in contact with you, Brian, what's the what's the best way that they can follow you, learn from you, get in contact?
1: The best way to reach me is on Twitter. My name is uh, Bryant Solentrop, and my uh, Twitter handle is Sully Business, which is S-U-L-L-Y Business. That's a great place to reach me. Send me a direct message. I answer all of them. Um, for any questions that you have. You can also find us at elevateanddelegate.com. That's our website for the VA staffing business. But um, happy to get in touch and um, answer any of your questions.
0: Fantastic. Well, I personally might be in touch shortly, shortly after this, Brian. So it's a pleasure having you on. Thanks for sharing your story and the wisdom today.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having me, Adam.
0: You're welcome. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. You can always learn more by reaching out to us at homeequitypartner.com. Have a good day.